Welcome back to another episode of 10 Songs with Aaron, the VIPs and MP3s edition, where I take a show down memory lane to talk about some of my old friends, as well as some of the songs that remind me of them. So this time around, I'm going to get into a guy I've known since 7th grade, and that would be Rick. So I'm sure you're probably wondering at this point why I didn't do my 10 songs about Rick earlier. And the fact of the matter, plain and simple, is that we weren't super close in high school. We were friends, don't get me wrong. We were good friends, we ran in the same circles, we were pretty current with each other's lives and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we kept close tabs on each other, but we weren't the best of friends or we didn't hang out that much where where I didn't understand Rick maybe as well as other people did. I think for me, you know, back in seventh grade high school, and even people that, you know, if you meet Rick initially, his his persona is different than than what he, his facade is not necessarily the true identity of Rick. In truth, Rick comes off a lot of times kind of like a dick, not going to lie. You know, I can say that, takes one to know one. I'm kind of a dick when it comes like that too, or I come off as aloof. Rick, on the other hand, is a little more friendly, a little more gregarious at times, but there are times he comes off a little magnanimous or overpowering as well. But behind all the kind of big talk bluster, Rick does mean well. You could say he might be the glue to the group that we have from Iolani. Without him, I'm not connected, and that goes to say with other people within the group as well. So without further ado, let's get into some of the songs that remind me of Rick. So number 10, Momoland, Boom Boom. So this song came out in 2018. The song is super catchy. It's very upbeat. The personalities are very bubbly, bright. Since Rick and I do a podcast, the Get Rick Podcast with Aaron, one of our focuses is on K-pop music. So we've in the last couple years, we've been, we've schooled ourselves in K-pop and we've learned what we like, what we don't like, also known as who we stand and who's our bias. And at times, Rick likes to stand Momoland and in Momoland, his bias is Julie. So up next, number nine, G-Idol, La Tata. So this song also came out in 2018. This one's a little more R&B focused, especially from the fact that, um, Soyeon is kind of leads to creative ideas for G-Idol. So Soyeon is both Rick and my bias in G-Idol. Although Yuki's kind of cute too. But Soyeon is definitely very talented. La Tata has, has one of the funny lines that we like to say, don't be lazy. You know, we always say that and it always brings us a little laugh here and there. G-Idol is one of those third generation up and coming groups that we like to definitely pay attention to when it comes to K-pop. Number eight, Matchbox 20, Push. So this came out in 1997. You know, since Rick and I have done a lot of karaoke together, one of his favorite songs is Matchbox 20's Push. You know, because it didn't rank in 97, I'm sure it's attributed to Matchbox sounding like Third Eye Blind, Vertical Horizon, Wallflowers, any of those groups. But it really is a good song. Back in Rick's prime, Rick really put this song out real well at karaoke. He himself probably will tell you that he might have lost his fastball, but every so often he can get it, and this will be one of the songs that he definitely will sing very well with a lot of emotion and emphasis. 
Up next, number 7, 98 Degrees, This Gift. So this got to number 49 in 1999. It's a Christmas song from 98 Degrees, but Rick definitely likes it. He has been known at times to refer to himself as Rick Lauchet. You know, one of the things that I've learned throughout the years is, and especially with the podcast, what type of music he likes. I would have thought that he liked more rock music, more aggressive stuff, but the truth is he he actually likes kind of the ballads that I do, and he's not a big rap fan either, which is interesting, unlike myself, so... When we do go out and karaoke with each other, he has a certain DMX, Ludacris, or Laudacris rap songs, but that's where it ends, which is somewhat surprising to me. Versus he'll sing, you know, Matchbox 20, 98 Degrees, those types of, you know, ballads. And as we've gotten older, I understand the stuff that he likes and doesn't like. Number six, I chose Itzy, Icy. So this came out in 2019. Itzy is is another group in this new generation of K-pop that's trying to come over to America to make some noise. I think Rick stands... I think Rick's bias in this one is Eugene. I like Yeji. This is a young, upcoming group. People definitely have an affinity toward them. Very high energy, very upbeat. Musically, they're pretty age-appropriate. They're not, you know, they're talking about Light relationships, not like real deep stuff. For a younger crowd, this might be pretty age appropriate. Up next, number five, Chung Ha, Gotta Go. This also came out in 2019. So Chung Ha came from the group IOI. I think they disbanded in 2018. So Chung Ha has come back out as a solo artist and definitely made a name for herself. She's Korean, but she did grow up in Texas. So she, so she does speak pretty good English, impressively. This makes the list for Rick because he hates this song from Chung Ha. I personally think this is Chung Ha's best work. Rick would have probably wanted snapping on this thing, but Gotta Go gives me like real 90s R&B vibe, super smooth, super laid out. You know, she's definitely a good singer, very talented dancer. I think she definitely has crossover appeal here in the United States, and I would look forward to her coming here soon. Number four, Blackpink, Kill This Love, got to number 14 in 2019. Blackpink probably is the group that Rick stands the hardest. And he has no idea who his bias is in this group. It can be Jenny One Day, Rose, Lisa. Jisoo probably is the fourth on that list, but she is, Jisoo is beautiful as well. But like myself, when we heard Do Do in 2018, it got us hooked into K-pop. Rick actually listens to K-pop on a daily basis at his workplace. Um, I don't do that as much, but, you know, I can see why he would do it. Super catchy. Songs that we don't care for sound similar to the songs that we actually do like. So, you know, they blend in pretty well. I think Rick and I both agree that Blackpink is such a game-changing K-pop girl group that whenever something comes out, we're expecting it to crush here in America as well as in Korea. Number three, Everglow, Adios. So this also came out in 2019. Everglow is another group that's blown up big in this next generation. They've been to America as well. They're trying to cross over. Their sound is much more Western than it is built for typical K-pop audiences. So that's why Rick and I both like it. Our bias is definitely Mia. 
So she's the vocally talented. Everglow does have issues with the fact that they let Mia shine a little bit too much, a little too much more than the rest of the girls. There's six girls, and if Mia has 30% of the lines and the other five are scraping through 70%, it's a little not fair. But, you know, as fans of Mia, we don't mind. Adios should be played at every arena at basketball when somebody gets kicked out of the game. Goodbye, Ovadios. You gotta play that. Number two, Megan Trainer featuring John Legend, Like I'm Gonna Lose Ya. Got to number eight in 2015. But much more importantly, if I'm not mistaken, this was Rick's first dance at his wedding. For one, we were surprised that he was gonna get married. Two, we were surprised that they was gonna get married maybe that quickly. But, but yeah, I mean, he found, he found his person. That person found him. This is another great John Legend song. Megan Trainer does well in the song as well. Yeah, what's not to like about it? It's a, it's a great song. Very, pretty appropriate, um, wedding type song. And so, number one song that reminds me of Rick is Ed Sheeran Thinking Out Loud. So this got to number one in 2014. It had three Grammy nominations, winning two. Nominated for Record of the Year and winning for Song of the Year and Best Pop Solo Performance. So this song is just a great romantic ballad. Like if we could ever play a guitar and or write lyrics and sing, this is probably something that we would try to write. We definitely try to sing this at karaoke. We usually don't do a very good job of it. Very beautiful song. Another song that was played at Rick's wedding as well. So, so like I was saying, Rick got married... It's for the best that he did actually get married. I've seen him grow up over the years, which is pretty cool. There are times he gets a little loose, but I like to think it's my job to kind of rein him back in, make him accountable for stuff. But yeah, I mean, he's he and I, we're doing a weekly podcast together. Hopefully you guys check it out if you can. Somewhat not safe for work, but still pretty funny and entertaining. But yeah. So hopefully you guys figured out what the concept of this 10 songs was. If you did, hit me up, 10songsiron at gmail.com. Like and subscribe, and I will talk to you guys later.